Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, November 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Brexit transition period is quickly coming to an end, which is making Europe's financial services sector nervous. Salesforce is in talks to buy Slack, and Facebook ads have landed the social media company in hot water in the UK. Plus, Britain had its spending review yesterday, and Chancellor Rishi Sunak is warning of an economic emergency. We'll explain why. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. We're less than five weeks away from the UK's exit from the European Union, January 1st, 2021. In that time, the country needs to finalize an exit deal with the bloc, otherwise it'll be leaving without one. And some sectors are more worried about this fast-approaching deadline than others, particularly Europe's financial sector. Both the British and European sides are refusing to give ground on vital issues, and financial services are being left out of Brexit talks almost entirely. And so the chief executive of the London Stock Exchange Group, David Schwimmer, told the Financial Times that this is a period of peak uncertainty. The EU rejected UK proposals to include a detailed financial services chapter. The bloc argued Britain might use it to try and retain market access by the back door. It's a huge hit to London, one of the world's biggest financial centers. Right now, the EU is pushing for future relations to be based on market access rights, known as equivalence decisions. It's a system that the EU uses with other centers like New York and Singapore. And so Schwimmer said the EU is making sure there is a cost to Brexit. But he added the less fragmentation and more cooperation and continuity of service are in everyone's interest. A lot of tech companies have been thriving during the pandemic. The virus forcing people around the world to work from home and avoid public life drove these success stories. There's one company, though, that's been left out in the cold, Slack. The work messaging app seems like it would check all the boxes, but its shares lagged behind rivals in the red-hot cloud software sector. That could all change, though. Yesterday, shares in the company jumped more than 20% when the news emerged that the cloud software company Salesforce is in talks to buy Slack. Here to explain the thinking behind this possible deal is our West Coast editor, Richard Waters. Richard, why would Salesforce be interested in buying Slack? Well, Slack is actually much more than it seems. As as you say, you know, we all think of it as a form of workplace chat, and it's very useful for that. But actually, it's it's something more. It's a window into the new world of cloud software that we're all using in the office. It's effectively a front end for many different applications. For instance, a lot of people now use this to keep track of invoices that are being issued by their company or problems that happen in IT systems, you know, the notifications will get posted into Slack. And so as companies get tied together with, you know, with all these cloud applications, Slack is like the front end through which a lot of this work takes place. So its strategic value is much greater than than might appear at first sight. Now, uh, the benefits might seem easy to spot for Slack. As I mentioned, it, it hasn't exactly been doing well during the pandemic. But spell it out for us. Why would Slack CEO Stuart Butterfield be interested in a deal like this? Slack's been a pioneer, but it's failed to deliver on the promise. And I think, you know, like a lot of new tech companies that come up with great ideas, 
the execution simply hasn't been there. At least, you know, it hasn't matched up to the scale of the vision. In, in Slack's case, a lot of the problem comes down to Microsoft. Microsoft saw what Slack was doing, realized that it was creating a new category of software that could actually threaten its own business in the long run. And so it copied what Slack was doing. It created Teams by bundling Teams, by essentially giving it away free with its Office software. Microsoft has suddenly created its own market of more than 100 million users and left Slack in the dust. And so, you know, Slack now with a great idea simply hasn't had the kind of growth it was looking for. But with Salesforce, which you know, obviously has a massive user base of its own. Maybe there's a way to reignite growth and, and live up to some of that potential. Richard Waters is our West Coast editor. He covers all things tech. Thank you, Richard. Certainly good to talk to you, Mark. And turning to a tech company that's in some hot water, Facebook allowed thousands of ads in posts that violated UK law earlier this year. The social network deleted more than 2,000 ads and promotional posts to users in the UK between January and June, but only after being told by the Advertising Standards Authority they breached regulations. Some of these posts included dubious cures for COVID-19, like vitamin shots or intravenous drops. The ASA said the ads preyed on public health fears or anxieties. Facebook's decision to allow the ads raises more questions about the company's ability and willingness to police itself. It's familiar territory for the company, too. Over the summer, Facebook came under fire for allowing hate speech during the U.S. election until researchers or the press reported it. UK borrowing is due to hit a peacetime record this year as the government grapples with the cost of the coronavirus pandemic. And Chancellor Rishi Sunak has admitted the economic emergency has only just begun. Chris Giles is with me now to discuss the latest forecasts and how the government plans to tackle the emergency. Hey, Chris. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Good to have you back on. Chris, what did the forecast by the government and the Independent Office for Budgetary Responsibility tell us about the state of the UK economy? Well, Mark, they really told us that the economy is pretty sickly this year. We're going to see a record contraction in output. It will be the largest fall in the UK as recorded. And statistics sort of go back a long way in the UK for over 300 years. Very large decrease in output, larger than most other advanced economies probably because the UK had a worse level of virus than other countries, particularly in the spring. And then although there'll be a rapid recovery from that, and already has been quite a rapid recovery, the forecasts show there's some lasting effects, which the independent forecasters sort of guessing at the moment will be 3% will be the long-term hit. So I know this is kind of up for debate, Chris, but did the government spend wisely during the pandemic? I think the emerging evidence increasingly is, no, not very wisely. The level of borrowing the UK government is going to have to do this year is just enormous. It's £394 billion. That's 19% of national income. But what that's spent on hasn't necessarily improved the UK's economic performance or its health performance compared with other countries. There is an increasingly deep scandal going on about the purchasing of protective equipment for the health services. It's not proven yet, but it's the sort of thing that often you would see in emerging economies, not necessarily in an advanced economy like the UK. It seems like there's a lot of uh, not so great news at this point. Are there any bright spots? 
they're not a huge amount of bright spots in the way the UK economy has performed. I think it could have been a lot worse had the government not put in place a lot of the plans to support jobs and businesses through the pandemic. The bright spots are really avoiding even worse things that could have happened. There is one potential dark spot on the horizon, which is if we do not negotiate a trade deal with the European Union. We now have about five weeks to go before the end of the transition period and where we might be facing tariffs with our biggest trading partner, the EU, in a very short space of time. So that is a potential dark spot, which the official forecast today said might take another 2% off the UK economy in early 2021 if we move to trading on WTO terms. Chris Giles is our economics editor. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.